Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Through the magic of the internet, welcome in. Friends to the first edition of the Stream Police podcast from OverdueReview.com. Definitely appreciate you guys checking it out. And uh, if you're coming this way from the website, extra kudos to you for going there and reading. Um, We've definitely got a a dedicated readership to the website. Hoping to grow it, though, so hopefully something like this will uh, bump those numbers up a little bit. I mean, let's face it. You know, I mean, how many people are going on and and reading uh, long-form reviews, which is kind of what we – uh, specialize in over at Overdue. A lot of you know, a lot more people would rather just hear something real quick, hear a quick roundup, listen to something on their commute on the way in, or while they're out running, or whatever the hell you're doing. Um, and, and I can't say I blame you too much. Um, so hopefully this will lead you to the website, or um, if you've already been a fan of our work over there, then uh, we definitely appreciate you checking out the first edition of, like I said, what we're calling the Stream Police Podcast. Because you know, you got to have somebody looking out for you. There's too many things out there. Too many things to watch, too many things to listen to. It's all available uh, at the, the click of a button now. Whether you want to hear uh, you know, an obscure album from 1965, you just go onto Spotify, queue it up and listen to it. You would have had to have scoured record stores a long time ago or even more recently just gone on Amazon and try to find a good copy of it used or, uh, you know, or, or a new copy that, uh, that didn't cost you a, a freaking arm and a leg. Uh, but now, you know, you can just go on to Spotify. You don't even have to have a uh, you don't even have to have a paid membership and you can listen to the whole album just with a couple of commercials uh, here in and out between a couple of songs. So and then, I mean, obviously with TV and movies, I mean, Netflix, Netflix completely changed the game. Uh, Amazon, Hulu, everybody is uh, stepping up with their own streaming service. HBO now, um, CBS is getting into it. I mean, everybody's going to pretty soon probably have their own streaming service that will let you just watch their things. And, and I think it's it's better for all of us, really, because now we don't have to be, you know, tied to cable. We don't have to be tied to a satellite subscription and watching like 150 channels that we have to scroll through on the guide, a bunch of crap that we don't want to see to get to the 20 that we actually do care about. And even on the channels we do like, you know, like me, I'm a huge Mad Men fan, but I wouldn't say that I'm like glued to AMC all the time. I mean, it doesn't mean that I want to watch everything on that network. I mean, HBO back in the early 2000s probably was about the closest that you could get to just one network having all the great shows. You could just flip on HBO on Sunday night all through the year, like in the early 2000s to mid 2000s, and you were taken care of. I mean, the shows are still great now, but just saying like there's the wealth has been spread and we are officially in the golden age. Of television and movies are the same way. I mean, you just uh, uh, queue up whatever you want to find. I mean, it, no matter how obscure the movie is, you can find it streaming somewhere if you're willing to pay a couple of dollars or a membership subscription somewhere. 
uh, to be able to watch it. So, I mean, it, it couldn't be, be a better time to be someone who likes to sit and consume media nonstop, um, as I like to do and as uh, Andy Sedlak, our music editor, likes to do. By the way, I'm Clint Davis. I guess it's time I introduce myself. Um, I am the uh, managing editor of Overdue Review, as well as the uh, head writer and editor of the uh, movies and television uh, sections of the website. Sedlak takes care of the music. We'll be hearing from him a little bit later. He's got some recommendations for you also, a peek into uh, what goes into you know crafting one of those those music reviews that you like to read um, on the website. I definitely appreciate you guys checking it out. Uh, this show, you know, we're, we're just starting it, but, you know, I think what we're trying to do here is give you a look ahead. It's going to be a weekly show, so look ahead at what's coming up on TV this week. Also, things you may have missed in the last week that you can go back and check out now, obviously, on your DVR or, uh, or one of those many websites that I mentioned earlier on in the show. And, um, I mean, it's an eyeful. I mean, there's a there's hundred things to watch. So, anyways, uh, my background... Uh, in radio goes back a little ways, and uh, I'm glad to be speaking into a microphone again rather than just sitting and writing on my computer, but I did change one thing since I'm recording these shows from my house now. I can do whatever I want to in my own studio. That means I'm going to smoke in the studio because I always wanted to do that when I got into radio, and then I was sorely disappointed uh, getting into the business in like 06, 07 when everybody kind of had a stick up their ass and everybody was banning smoking. So let me light up my stogie. This week's cigar that I'm going to be puffing on throughout the show is a Connecticut Camacho. That's what we got here. I'm not getting any money from him, but just figured I'd, I'd, I'd let you know since if you're playing along at home, you might want to know. Let me go to light here. Got to have something to calm the nerves. Let's get into it. I'm lit up, ready to go. All right, some of the shows to look back on from the last week that you might have missed. As I'm recording this, uh, we're a couple days removed from the big Bruce Jenner interview that was on ABC that Diane Sawyer uh, took care of. And I, like many of you out there, probably uh, watched this thing. At least maybe you you recorded it and you're going to uh, check it out in a little bit. And, and I mean, maybe you're a little apprehensive. It's two hours of your life that is going to be taken up watching this thing. And it was two actual hours for me because I, I did watch it straight up live as it was airing. I mean, what a, what a novel idea. Uh, but I, I mean, how could it not pique your interest? I mean, this was a guy, Bruce Jenner, even if you weren't, and and for me, even for, like for my generation, I mean, Bruce Jenner, I only found out about him after the fact. I mean, I, I've got a big background in sports. So, I mean, I always knew about his history as uh, as an Olympian. And I mean, just, you know, one of the all-time like Wheaties box legends um, in American sports history. But then he kind of, you know, his name got new life breathed into it when the uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians show started airing on E! And, you know, all of a sudden, a whole new group of people just knew him as, like, some kind of cheesy dad who his wife carried his balls around in her purse. But now we're starting to see what's really going on with Bruce Jenner. And I love it because I think it's 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 fantastic that this was a reality show that was so focused on just... I mean, what reality shows usually are about families. I mean, just little bits of drama that are made out of nothing. And I mean, these people are all filthy rich. So, I mean, their problems are like the definition of first world problems. Hey, I'm going to have such a headache. Wait. My earring's gone. Are you Oh my God, I'm going to cry. I'm going to die my earring. 
Uh, but meanwhile, here was a real story going on the whole time. And this guy, Bruce Jenner, hid it from everybody as he's been doing his entire life, as we found out in this Diane Sawyer interview. And I, I mean, for me, that's enough for me to give applause to Bruce Jenner all day, because, I mean, he could have made that show if he wanted to. He could have made that show his launching point to tell everybody his secret was that, you know, he liked to dress up like a woman sometimes, and he didn't agree with the gender that was given to him when he was born. I mean, he, you know, he's officially recognizing himself as a transgender person, and obviously that's kind of become a buzzword in the last few years. But according to this interview with Diane Sawyer, he's been going through it way before uh, way before the um, Amazon show with Jeffrey Tambor uh, came on and, and way before uh, Trans America with uh, Felicity Huffman hit theaters years ago. And, I mean, this this is... Apparently, it's been going on his entire life. So I, I want to say, first off, that the, the interview, I thought, on ABC, they did a good job with it. Um, you know, this this show just could have been uh, – it could have been very exploitative, I guess. Um, but it wasn't that way at all. In fact, it was kind of the total opposite. I mean, really, it was very celebratory. And it was kind of like, um, you know, almost too, too – I mean, I don't want to say it was too nice to Jenner because, I mean, they – he needed, or I should say they needed him to agree to do this interview a lot more than he needed them to do the interview. Um, but, I mean, you know, you would have liked to have seen a couple of harder questions, I guess, from Diane. But it was kind of just like softball fest 2015. But still, the whole interview was classy. Um, I will say Jenner looks a, you know, a little bit creepy. Um, if you're just if you're used to the way that he always looked, I mean, in the interview, I mean, you can definitely tell that this is a guy who's trying to transition over and identify as a female. Um, but, I mean, really, the, it's not creepy because of, like, his long hair or what he's got going on with his fingernails or anything. It's creepy because of the plastic surgery that he's had, like, over the years. So, um, you know, that's that's a whole other thing. But he just looks like one of those typical L.A. people whose face is made out of plastic. Uh, but I, I will say Diane Sawyer uh, still looking good after. I don't even know how old she is, but uh, the woman never ages. Uh, the show, to me tried to do a little bit too much. They had anecdotal interviews with transgender people. They had doctors, you know, other experts in the field. And it was almost like, okay, guys, you're not going to tell the entire complicated story of, of, of the transgender culture in a two hour with commercial breaks on a Friday night on network television. I mean, it's just not going to happen, especially while you're weaving in and out of a long form interview with a, a well-known celebrity. Um, the show did a good job of humanizing Bruce Jenner more than some of the recent reports. What the hell is going on with Bruce Jenner? I do not know. He looks like he has boobs. Then you've got more shots of him out recently where it looks like he's growing out his nails. What's the deal? Is he becoming a woman? I mean, is he just like Mrs. Doubtfire in real life? I mean, this show really got down to what was really going on kind of, you know, in his head. And I will say they did a nice job with that. The show also made, surprise, surprise, Chris... Kardashian look like a complete bitch um, because in one segment on the show, Diane Sawyer talks about uh, reaction from his from Jenner's ex-wives, which he's he's got three of them now um, throughout his his life. So his first two ex-wives, much less well known than than Chris Kardashian, they they both had like great supportive things to say about him, just written statements that uh, Diane read. Meanwhile, they were like, <laughs> Diane goes, and Chris, we reached out to Chris Jenner, and she said, no comment. I mean, no comment. I get that this was stunning, and I mean, from the way Bruce tells it, he, he made it sound like it was kind of, it was coming over the, over the course of years, and that Chris Kardashian should have seen 
some of the signs throughout the years. But this whole thing, I mean, no comment. I mean, can you get any more distant than that? I mean, that's just that's awful, especially when everyone else uh, it had something to say. I mean, and speaking of things you were surprised by in this show, it made Kim Ye West Kardashian look as good as possible. I mean, really, I mean, the, the, the public perception, obviously, of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West is that they are vapid people. And I couldn't disagree more on that assessment of at least Kanye West. Not so sure on Kim Kardashian, but this show made her look very good. Made her, uh, Bruce Jenner even said that quote she was the most understanding by far. End quote of all of his uh, of all of his kids. He's got like fifty five kids. So uh, I mean, really, I was kind of impressed by that. Also said that uh, Kanye was the one who got her to understand that people have to be able to be themselves. I am a god. Hurry up with my damn massage. And you know, like I said, for the for the Kimye camp. This show was a great success, I would say. The Chris Kardashian camp, not so much. Um, I wonder, though, will this show be looked at as a milestone TV moment in 20 years, the Bruce Jenner-Diane Sawyer interview? Are we going to look back on it in 20 years and, and, and have you know, reverence for it as some of the most important television news programs, feature programs? Probably not. Um, I don't think it'll be forgotten, and certainly for people in the transgender community, it will be a bigger deal than just the average John Q. Uh, public. But the good thing is, I feel like it was a step in the right direction, um, even if the whole thing did feel kind of like kid glove treatment um, of a serious issue. But really, it, uh, it's good if it gets people talking. And I'm sure this show did get some people talking, even if the conversations were kind of maybe a bit uncomfortable uh, at times on Friday night. So bravo to ABC and, and Diane Sawyer, I would say, for that interview. <laughs> Uh, moving on, one other thing uh, I want to mention from the last couple of weeks, uh, uh, a show went off the air that I really was a huge fan of um, on FX, a show called Justified that ran for six seasons with uh, Timothy Oliphant, who was in um, several movies. He was in Hitman. Um, he was in uh, a Dreamcatcher based on the Stephen King novel, which we I actually did a review of on uh, Overdue Review. He was in uh, Deadwood on HBO. But Justified, uh, I feel like, when it's all said and done for him, at least at this point, that's going to be the thing that people remember Oliphant most for. Um, and that show had its final episode on Tuesday, April 14th. And I'm not going to spoil anything. All I want to say is that they ended it on a hell of an ending line. I mean, really one of the best closing lines that I've ever heard on a television show ever. Um, and one of the best dialogue exchanges at the end of a program that I've I've seen Um at least in recent memory. I mean, it just, this one really stuck out for me. This was a show to me that never really got its due. I mean, in its history, it wasn't, it it never won any big awards. Walton Goggins, who to me was the breakout actor on this show. I think you're going to be seeing him a lot uh, down the road. Um, He was nominated for one Emmy, but his performance, he played like the lead villain on the, on the show for all this, all six seasons. His performance will have to go down as a star launcher, really. And one of the most interesting villains in recent TV history, um, as Boyd Crowder. So I give a lot of credit to him for the success of this show because it started out kind of as like a investigation of the week, police procedural, routine stuff on a cable network. It was kind of like, I mean, what's the big deal? We got a hokey guy in a cowboy hat r- going around rural Kentucky and uh, busting hillbilly bad guys. And it turned into something that was much deeper than that and really more about that area. I mean, this was a show that evolved after a very basic first season and then ended up really using that unique setting to tell the story without resorting to making fun of the people that were kind of at the center of it, which was, like I said, people in rural Kentucky. So Justified, whenever that comes to streaming, it's not really 
right now. It might be on Amazon Prime, but it's not on Netflix. If it hits Netflix, um, you you got to check Justified out. It, it's on the FX Now um, app, which has all the FX shows, Louis and and uh, and Fargo and the Americans and all those. Uh, definitely watch Justified. I'd watch it all the way through if I were if I were you. Um, but if you want to pick out particular seasons, season two. Very strong, uh, probably the strongest of the entire uh, series. And then uh, the the this most recent season, very good as well. Um, but I mean, really, just just watch the, the the whole show all the way through. You'll have a you'll have a great time doing it. It's not a ton of episodes; it's like twelve per se- season. So, um, like I said, not a major commitment, but definitely give Justified a whirl. Um, also, a finale is coming up this week uh, for a show you may or may not be watching. Um, it's uh, Secrets and Lies, another ABC show. Uh, this coming Sunday, May 3rd, is going to be the finale of that show. It's, it's, like a, very short, it's a weird show. Um, I started watching it because I kind of like these, these limited series that are only, you know, like 10 episodes or less. And they're going to wrap the whole storyline up in 10 episodes, especially when it's a police procedural. Like, I really enjoyed uh, Elizabeth Moss, uh, Top of the Lake. That was a really good one, which I think is on Netflix now. I'm not sure. That was when I watched it. Um, it was on Sundance Channel. That was a really good one. Um, I think back to like Harper's Island years ago on CBS, The Killing, w- the way that it first started, it was kind of like this. And I generally like shows like that, that wrap things up very quickly. I think it's because I always liked the show Prime Suspect with Helen Mirren uh, that they aired. It was BBC. They aired it on uh, HBO. But yeah, Secrets and Lies is kind of like this, but way dumber and way like more frustrating to watch. I mean, it's just not smart. I, I don't want to say that it's a stupid show because I feel like that's kind of like, I mean, what kind of criticism is that? It's stupid. I mean, it's just, it's lame um, to say that, but that's really the only word I can think of. I'm going to watch it through because it's not very many episodes and I do want to know what happened. I mean, the whole story revolves around this uh, young kid is killed in the first episode and uh, this whole neighborhood like starts ripping each other apart, trying to figure out which one of the neighbors did it. And I don't know what's going to happen. It's got Ryan Phillippe in it. It's got um, Juliette Lewis in it, who uh, that's uh, like the first thing she's done in forever. I mean, remember her talk about somebody who was the deal back in the day. I mean, she was in some of the best movies um, and she was always so great, like just magnetic to watch. And she is good in this show. I mean, it's, she looks, she still looks good and she's still like very intense. She can stare down a camera uh, like nobody's business, um, but she's playing a cop this time. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you. Do you understand, Mr. Crawford? Um, I mean, it's just, it's one of those shows that it's got a mandatory, it's going to have some kind of mandatory big twist reveal. And um, it's, it's, it's now, it's on Hulu um, if you check that out, if you have a Hulu Plus account. But, yeah, Secrets and Lies, it's the uh, uh, finale's coming up on ABC. If you watch that show or any of the shows I'm talking about, always love to hear your feedback. Um, my email address is theclintdavis at gmail.com, T-H-E, clintdavis at gmail.com. I'll have that posted on the website um, along with this uh, podcast as well. But, yeah, definitely love to hear your feedback on any of these shows if you're watching them or if you plan on watching them or anything that you want to ask about. Um, I will do my best to look into it for you or, or give you my take here on these podcasts every week. A couple things to look for on TV this week. Um, starting on Sunday, season two of the Showtime show, uh, Penny Dreadful is going to premiere on uh, May 3rd at 10 o'clock. This show, uh, my wife and I picked this one up kind of like on a whim. 
like really on a whim. I mean, we were just at like the video store. Yeah, I know we still do that. And uh, checked out the DVDs. I mean, because it looked cool. Because I'm a I'm a big Eva Green fan, and she likes Josh Hartnett, and it's got Timothy Dalton in it. I mean, it's it's kind of like a cool cast. And the show is interesting. It's um like I said, it's on Showtime. It's it's about it takes place like back in the late 1800s, early 1900s kind of thing, um in England, and it's about these people who. It's like it's a lot of characters from like legendary literature, like legendary lore, like Frankenstein's in it, Frankenstein's monster. Um, there are werewolves in it. Um, there's uh, Dorian Gray is one of the big characters in the show. I mean, it, it, it's just interesting. You never know who you're going to see kind of in the world of the show. And it, it's fun to watch. It's kind of got that like romantic look, very gothic Tim Burton kind of thing. But but very gory and upfront with its violence and uh, with its sex too. So it's, it's definitely a show that's, that earns its TVMA stripes. Um, but the characters and things, I mean, are kind of uh, take you back a ways because they're like classic monsters. And um, it's just, it's, it's a fun show. It's not really, and it's not hokey. I mean, you would hear that description and probably think that it was um, kitschy or something, but really it's not like that. They, they take it pretty seriously and uh, they do a good job on it. It's a fun show to watch. So uh, season two of that's going to premiere on uh, May 3rd at 10 o'clock on Showtime. Uh, definitely recommend watching that. Big surprises from that show are a couple of actors that um, I feel like also are going to be making um, breakouts. The guy who plays Dorian Gray, uh, Reeve Carney, very strong. And also the guy who plays uh, young Dr. Frankenstein, Harry Treadaway, um, very, very good. I haven't seen I hadn't seen either of those guys in, in really anything. So uh, definitely going to give my recommendation on Penny Dreadful, which starts again this uh, Sunday for season two. And finally this week, uh, J.K. Rowling is back, the uh, author of the Harry Potter books. Her follow-up to that, The Casual Vacancy, airs in a three-part miniseries on HBO uh, between April 29th and 30th. Uh, I don't know much about this, but I'm going to bet that it's going to blow up Twitter and um, all I mean, her fans are going to be all over it. It's not like a fantasy thing like Harry Potter. It's kind of more grown up than that. I think it was um, it it was a a book for adults. I don't think it was for kids. Um, But again, I don't know a ton about it. I just know that HBO is airing these three episodes over two nights. Um, the first one's going to be Wednesday night at eight, second one Wednesday at nine, and then the third one's going to be Thursday night, I believe, at eight o'clock. Uh, the, the show was released in Britain like three months ago, and British critics mostly enjoyed it from what I was able to tell, with some of them saying that it was a good deal better than the book. So if you read The Casual Vacancy and you were like, well, it kind of sucked um, as a book, apparently the show is better than the book was. That's uh, what the British critics said. Anyways, and that is going to air on uh, Wednesday and Thursday night this week over on HBO, and I'm sure it'll be on there, HBO Now and HBO Go, and God knows whatever other apps they've got going on right now. All right, let's turn things over to my uh, partner in crime, Andy Sedlak, our music editor and writer here at Overdue Review, with uh, some of the things he's looking forward to this week in music and what he's got cooking next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I guess I'll, I'll start off by talking about uh, what, what I've done, what I'm working on, uh, and what to maybe look out for here in the future. You know, it, it, this podcast, it, it's kind of neat because we can just sort of spitball, you know, and you can't, you, there's not a lot of room to spitball necessarily in a long, a long form review. Uh, even though they're longer, you still have to sort of um, stay on topic a little bit. You got to keep it focused, but I mean, hell here we can, you know, we can hell, talk about whatever the hell we want. Right. So um, we just finished up a, uh, at the time I'm talking to you right now, I uh, just finished up a Frank Sinatra review. It was the third a uh, five-star perfect score rating um, for records. Uh, the third record that I have given a perfect score, and it's perfect uh, in every way. And I'm not, you know, being uh, facetious. I'm not being cute. It, it's a perfect record. Uh, so if you haven't gotten a chance to look at that review or to listen to that album, I mean, to hell with the review, quite frankly, just listen to the album. Um, you know, you can come back to you know, whatever I, my stupid opinion, you can come back to that later. But make sure you listen to that album. I mean, you know, it's always ranked on one of the li- those lists of uh, one of the 100 albums you need to hear before you die, 500 albums you need to hear before you die. Uh, and it is Frank Sinatra's In the Wee Small Hours. It released, was released in 1955. The freaking thing is 60 years old, uh, but it hasn't missed a beat. In the wee small hours of the morning. I'm working on a uh, Megan Trainer uh, review right now. And Megan Trainer's funny um, because I, I think I like the record. I, I, I really do. I've been listening to it a lot, um, and I think I like it. But uh, it's not it's got more depth than maybe I thought it would have. Um, And I don't know if you ever do this. If you like you see somebody on stage and I see Megan Trainor and she's got like, you know, uh, dresses with cats on them and she's just surrounded by pastels. And it's not really my thing. Um, It's it's it seems goofy to me or at least juvenile. And um, but then I start listening to the record and it's actually got some meat to it. And her songs have teeth. And there's a lot of personality there. It's not. It, it, it's a throwback sound, but it's not an Amy Winehouse throwback sound. Um, she's very different. Bubblegum still applies, uh, but there is the, those songs do have teeth, and that's kind of what I like. Um, and you know, so keep your eyes peeled for that. It's kind of coming along slowly. I keep freaking rewriting the thing and rewriting it. So uh, who knows how it's eventually going to come out? But uh, but that is what I'm working on uh, right now. And if you have listened to it or, or plan to listen to it, why don't you shoot me an email? Uh, it's at sedlakjournal at gmail.com, S-E-D-L-A-K, the word journal. It's all you know, squished together there, sedlakjournal at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of it. Uh, and before I let you go here, um, maybe if I had to recommend anything for the week ahead, if you are um, a Letterman fan, um, as you know, but Dave Letterman will be leaving his show uh, here in just a few weeks. So instead of sort of one final blowout show, he's like the last six weeks he's on the air. He sort of does something special each night. And um, he personally, I mean, he is a big music fan. So he's had a bunch of really cool guests on. And these aren't just sort of your average morons stopping by to 
plug whatever the hell they're releasing on that week. Um, these are actually, you know, artists that he likes and songs um, that uh, that mean personally, I, I think, mean a lot to him. That's the indication that you get when you watch these shows. So he had like John Mayer stop by and John Mayer sang Don McLean's American Pie. Um, you know, he had Tracy Chapman stop by and, and uh, she sang uh, Benny King's Stand By Me. And the reason that he wanted her to sing that song is because that is the song that he used to sing to uh, his son when he was just a boy to help him go to sleep. So you get kind of these these really neat little moments. Um, just uh, a couple days ago, Elvis Costello was on. Um, you know, and, and again, I don't think Costello has a new release coming out. I think Dave called him up, said, I'm, you know, I'm going off the air. This is it. If you want to come by, it'd mean a lot. And, and these guys always come by. So you get some really cool, um, musical moments. Jason Isbell was just on and he sang a Warren Zevon song. He sang Mutineer by Warren Zevon. Um, and this is, uh, it's really incredible stuff because Warren Zevon and Dave Letterman, of course, go back uh, years and years, decades. Uh, and before Zivon died, Letterman had him on his show, and, uh, and Zivon was Letterman's only guest that night. Uh, he had terminal cancer, and it was sort of one of the uh, ways that Letterman chose to honor Zivon. It was by letting him uh, serve as the only guest on that night. And as it would turn out, it was Zivon's last television appearance uh, before he died. So there's just a lot of history there. Um, but anyway, to circle back to my original point, you know, in the, in the couple weeks, few weeks ahead, uh, keep an eye out for uh, Letterman's show. Because you're going to get, like I say, some pretty cool musical moments um, outside the box. And, you know, hopefully you, uh, you enjoy them as much as I do because I, I just think they're God. I mean, I, you know, I, I've been totally, thoroughly impressed, you know, and, and I've rushed home each night. I work uh, crazy hours, but I rushed home, you know, each night uh, to make sure that I can catch this stuff. So anyway, you know, thank you for reading uh, the, the stuff that we post is it's a labor of love. I mean, God knows we aren't getting paid for this stuff. Uh, there's no advertising space on the site. Um, so these are long form reviews. Sometimes they take a while. It, it, you gotta freaking love doing it. Um, otherwise we flat out would not. So thank you so much for, uh, for listening and for reading, uh, from what we can tell, we've got a, a relatively small, <laughs> uh, readership base, uh, but they're loyal and I'll take small and loyal, uh, over big and casual or big and indifferent uh, any day of the week. So thank you so much for supporting this this thing uh, as we as we move along. All right, thank you, Mr. Sedlak. Appreciate that. The uh, yeah, the review of um, Sinatra's uh, in the wee small hours. I mean, that, that's uh, I thought it was great. Definitely earned its five star. And we don't give out five stars lightly, as he said. It was only the third album to get that uh, to to get put on that level from our website. And one of only 11 things to make the cut um, as a five-star perfect review in the history of the site, including uh, movies as well. So we have not given them out. And that's over two years of, uh, of history there. So we're not giving them out uh, just to anything. So definitely check that out on uh, Spotify or RDO or, or go out and, and buy the record. I mean, whatever you want to do, you're definitely not going to be a waste of money. All right, let me relight here. Part of the thing we're going to do here on uh, uh, Stream Police is watch out for you by helping you build a better queue. 
Because a better cue is all we're really all looking for these days uh, in the world, right? I mean, like I said, we've all got subscriptions to a million different things, trying to keep track of what the hell to watch and and what's crap. And uh, it's just it's too much sometimes. So let's help you build a better cue. Um, some movies that are going to be expiring soon on Netflix that you need to watch uh, as soon as possible. Uh, these are movies that are expiring in the next couple of weeks, according to BGR, who kind of keeps track of these things. Um, I did find that uh, on May 1st, a number of movies are going to expire. Uh, one of those, Boys Don't Cry, um, which is a pretty hardcore. I mean, if you're into, if you want to watch a, a really good drama and indie from kind of like the first days of, of indie really taking off as a term, um, uh, definitely check out Boys Don't Cry with Hilary Swank. Um, that's a that's a tough, tough movie, especially when we were talking transgender stuff with Bruce Jenner. Uh, Boys Don't Cry, even more relevant uh, as a film today. Uh, RoboCop, the original, is also going to be uh, going to be expiring from Netflix, going to be disappearing from Netflix on May 1st. So if you've had that one hanging around, the original 1980s RoboCop, uh, give that one a whirl. Better alive, you are coming with me. Also, Airplane 1 and 2, and I only mentioned Part 2. It's not nearly as good as, as Part 1, but I mentioned Part 2 because it's got one of the greatest titles in the history of film, Airplane 2, colon, the sequel, um, which, I mean, yeah, I mean, how can you beat that? I mean, there's a joke in the damn title. I mean, what more do you want? So Airplane 1 and 2 are going to be expiring on May 1st. You want to laugh your ass off, uh, give those a spin. Um, also, Basketball, that's another one that's uh, going to be expiring on May 1st. Funny as hell from Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the guys who do South Park. Um, that's them skewering sports, and they nail it. I mean, that, that's always been one of my favorites. Uh, even before, really, I was a huge South Park fan, I, I loved basketball. That was one of the early ones I had in my VHS collection back in the day. You're excited! Feel these nipples! Uh, Valkyrie with Tom Cruise is also going to be expiring on May 1st. Not the greatest film. I mean, Cruise doesn't even use a German accent. He's playing a Nazi uh, guy who's trying to assassinate Adolf Hitler. It's based on a true story. He doesn't even bother to use a German accent, but you know, the movie's kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of cool for like a, a, just like a mindless, throw it on and, and and eat some popcorn. I mean, it's uh it's definitely got some good action in it. And then uh, speaking of action, Skyfall, the uh, most recent Bond movie, that's going to be expiring on May 5th. That's a hell of a movie. I'm a huge Bond guy. I love all the films, seen them all, own them all. And uh, Skyfall is right up there with the absolute best I'm talking about, uh, right up there with Goldfinger from Russia with Love. I mean, I'd put it up there with uh, Goldeneye with any of those. Definitely check out Skyfall uh, before it expires on May 5th. All right, so that's going to do it for this week's uh, inaugural edition of the Stream Police Podcast. Uh, just another thing to uh, add to the website. And um, if you want to uh, check the check the website out, I mean, if you're in, into long-form reviews, you want to go back through and search. Just all, all we do is retrospective reviews. So always good to look back at things with the uh, benefit of uh, the benefit of hindsight, and that's that's all we do on the website day in day out. So uh, go to overduereview.com, uh, go up in the search up in the top right, and and uh, look for maybe your favorite. Maybe we've already done it. And if not, you can always email me at theclintdavis at gmail.com, T-H-E, clintdavis at gmail.com. With anything you have to say, especially in the world of TV or movies that are coming out, things you want to know about, uh, hit me up. Love to uh, love to address it here uh, on the Stream Police Show. So uh, thanks for hanging out with me. I'm Clint Davis for OverdueReview.com. Thanks to Andy Sedlak, our uh, music editor as well, for chipping in. Thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, I'm going to enjoy the rest of the stogie. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.